never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Hi guys, welcome back to my Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another fantastic day and I was looking forward to today because I got the honor and privilege to interview Nefertiti San Miguel again. She has been on my podcast before and since then so many things have happened. And if I think back about the people that have come across my path in the last two, three years, Nefertiti stands out for being unapologetically herself. There is no question about that. There are no prisoners taken, no questions asked. That's it. She is, she is she. And so therefore, today <laughs> I want to figure out how can you live a life truly by your own standards? Nefertiti, welcome to my show. Much love, my dear Estefan. So thrilled to connect with you today for so many reasons. We have a lot of things in common. It's a holiday here in the United States. So I'm celebrating all the virtual space with you in addition to my in-person version of it. And it's just such a delight to be in this space with you. Yes, we have a lot to catch up with. And yes, unapologetically me, rocking my gothic, being happy as ever. And it just keeps getting better and better and better. Because the more you ground yourself on your space and you say, yeah, I'm happy with what I see in the mirror and I'm going to be the talk of the town, whatever that means to other people, good, bad, you know, kind of a hybrid of both. That's their business. You know, I just go out to the world, deliver what makes me happy and the rest is going to follow. After many years of trying to please people, I came to the realization that somebody needs to be happy and that needs to be me <laughs> oh i like that i like that <laughs> are we not all falling into the trap of being people pleasers and this is this is this is one of these things that creeps up on you with you becoming a more mature person starting from a teenager where you're selfish as hell and then in in all the negative ways okay so, but then soon there comes job, there comes Mr. or Mrs. Wright, then there comes maybe, maybe kiddos, other obligations. By the time you have blinked, you're spending about 18 hours a day pleasing others. And you can't remember the last time that you looked after yourself. So I 100% agree with you. Were you always like that? Oh, no, that's the product of very mindful work in the past couple of years backed up by neuroscience and a lot of therapeutic art. Mm. So I came with what I call my own holy grail because I found this magic mix of how to master emotions. And it doesn't mean that everything is perfect 24-7, 366, including the leap year, you know, because there are moments <laughs> I was just thinking, hang on, hang on. <laughs> That's okay. That's but, okay. <laughs> You're right. Well, you know, I have to make my statement here. So, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> things are going to go sideways. Things are going to go down the drain. But you have a choice to be authentic to you and manage with grace. Give yourself a lot of grace. Because I experienced over the years that 
being overpopulated with, you know, <laughs> by the growing numbers, a billion of habitants here on the planet, it's easier to find that person willy and quickly to point out everything that is wrong with you. <laughs> everything that they don't like about you. Everything that it doesn't match the bill to their standards. See, I don't and need I don't need to search long. I have got that person living in me. He's a tenant in that in that here temple, um, an old creaking temple that is falling apart. But still, it's my temple. But there is a guy sitting in me. So you don't need to look hard, isn't it? Right. And sometimes you have people cheering up too. So you have to pull the handbrake and come to the inventory. And I'm being very mindful around that. What makes me happy? What makes me a better person? And what not only brings the best out of me, but allows me to deliver that brilliance to others, whether they're ready to receive it or not. Because I have been firsthand experiencing that people complain about certain situations, but they are not in the receiving mode. And if you are not in the receiving mode, things are not going to get better for you. So it's a very elegant and fine dance between receiving and giving. And it's just that tension, just like a instrument, you know, like a shamisen or like a guitar. If you have that string too loose, it's not going to play properly. And if you apply too much tension, the string is going to break. So it has to be a very fine equilibrium on the tension, what comes in, how it goes out. And that's something that I'm putting more effort and more mind into it on the weekly and regular basis. Because from there, you can craft your dream life. You can do your version of success. Because it cannot be matching the imagery of your family members, what is success, and how you will carry that banner in the name of the family. It's impossible. It cannot be in such a one-way street with a dead end. And then you end up dead, you know, depressed to death. I was there myself. And it took me a long time to come out of that hamster wheel. And I'm to a point where, well, you don't have to like my gothic. I love it. And that's all I care for. So you can look the other way or you can go and frequent other people. I am not changing my gothic. It makes me feel good. I rock it like nobody's business. And that's my personality. That's my brand. So the same with a fan. You know, a fan, well, number of reasons why I carry a fan. Because I'm all the time stirring up the pot on hot topics. So, you know, I have to get some breeze and some air coming. But I digress, you know. So it has been a long chain of events, but I am just like the fine wine, getting better by the years, and oh, I own yeah. it. Beautiful. Totally owning that. <laughs> and again, this is actually very important because probably the girl that I met two years ago was a different girl than I'm having today on my show because we all have got that privilege of growing if we indeed actually live intentionally and you do exactly that uh initially your strength was Ikebana 
So the beautiful art of flower decorating and posing. And I've seen some of your beautiful, beautiful designs. They are gorgeous. But there is so much more. And that has come out of you. So tell us a little bit about your journey where you found not just freedom, but also success at a time when maybe others are struggling in their professions, their chosen way of life that no longer suits them? I have to start backtracking first before moving forward, because at the time that the whole virus apocalypse took over the world, I was sinking into depression. I got an avalanche of cancellations in my craft. I was having almost all year round seasons of performances, which is a lot to say about how you position yourself in the market. And I was so thrilled about it. Mm. Then goes down the drain. Mm. And through the very hard realization and digging, in my closet, under the bed, in the basement, in the attic, all the skeletons and all the ghosts, I realized that I was rocking my style, but it was a half-ass. And I tell you why. Because I was keeping myself busy and I was keeping myself always on the go. I was claiming success, but I didn't take the time up until then to inventory my life issues and my emotional issues due to environmental depression. And we talk about that in the book. So when you get forced to be within four walls, you cannot go to the bar, you cannot perform, you cannot go out in the public setting. Mm. Well, you have no choice but deal with yourself. And then I realized that I was keeping myself busy and keeping what the Buddhists call monkey brain and monkey mind, jumping from branch to branch without really giving myself the time to process grief, without giving myself the time to clear out the depression. So I was fakingly happy. I was busy and I was concentrated on being busy but when everything got pulled under the rug, then I realized that I wasn't that happy. So I had to do the deep work and I did it through neuroscience. Now, the happiness that I have is from within. I am not waiting for people to celebrate my accomplishments mm. because they never will. Mm. So I celebrate my accomplishment, me, myself and I in a very intimate setting. I'm very mindful about it. And I dictate what it's going to be that particular celebration of that particular win to me. Mm -hmm. If I happen to find company along the way to enhance the experience, I definitely welcome that. Mm -hmm. But I am not waiting for people to cheer me up because I never have gotten that. On the contrary, I have had friends that they truly show their true colors once they see me exceeding expectations and going on my space and they feel inadequate and intimidated. So I learned the hard lessons, the very hard way that it has to be between you and yourself, nobody else. 
And I'm to a point that I take myself to a solo date and I'm mindful about it. Like we are going to have a bottle of wine. We're going to go for a fine dining experience. We are going to go to a show at the theater district. And I am very mindful. Like we, me, myself, and I are celebrating this special occasion. (laughs) I love it. And it sounds weird, but it has done wonders for me. You are so beautiful. That is intentional living. That is exactly the way I like to look at my life. It is those little moments that you put in there that are so big. Something that puts a smile on your face. Something that that truly celebrates you. We, I, I couldn't do that eight years ago. Um, and it's something that I'm slowly learning to actually celebrate myself myself just me for my um inherent uh, worth it's me stefan i am worth it and not in an arrogant kind of advertisement kind of hey i'm worth it <laughs> no it is it is simply um beginning to trust yourself beginning to love yourself and show yourself the love that you would very happily show anyone else out there. That's what we people pleasers did. We showed the love to everyone else and never to us. And then then we are surprised when we burn out or when we get hurt uh, and when we just just have enough. So beautiful. What were some of the other ways that that you, I mean, you were saying solo dates, fair call. I mean, that is beautiful to celebrate. But I mean, were there other, other new avenues you approached over the last two years to for you to yes. go? Oh, so many pearls of wisdom that I can share with other people. We need to have that near future motivation. Because if the day come and go and another day comes and goes and it's the same old, same old, well, what's your incentive to have that passion for life if Mm. it's the same monotonous thing? Mm. So I had a conversation with a friend of mine about 10 days ago and I said, you know, I'm going to gift myself for Christmas two things i'm going to change my phone for the ultimate state of the art because i use it for my business anyways but you know christmas okay i'm going to splurge a little bit into some technology so that's one of my two gifts and then the other one it's going to be a month all you can do at a rock climbing indoor facility (laughs) excellent Have have you ever rock climbed before Yes, and I am awfully out of shape, so I need to fix that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what and did you I do? Done... You took action. You decided how you can grow. You poked your your the needle of your moral compass and of your 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 compass, your life compass towards, hey, I want to grow there. And then you took action. How cool is that? Well, and you have to give yourself the time the resources and the permission because sometimes we have this thing that you are asking for approval and you go and ask the wrong person what do you think 
<laughs> and what do exactly. you think that's going to work out for you? <laughs> oh, they're going to give you all the million reasons yeah. why you are crazy, why you're wasting your money. What's wrong with you? Why are we having this conversation? So I don't have those conversations anymore. Good. You know, I sit on the oval table in my house and me, myself and I, we have the executive decisions making. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so I allocate I the time. I allocate the resources. So that's for December. Then during the spring season here in Western Massachusetts, there's a facility that they do falconry. And you can do the hunting season with falcons. You go for pheasants. I never have done that before. So guess what? 2022 <laughs> spring comes around. You're going to see me with a falcon on my Excellent. wrist. I am Excellent. just mentally prepared for it. Oh, that's that is I can see that. I can just see the the medieval kind of shield maiden with the falcon. <laughs> that, that is He's you. such a badass. I know <laughs> that is you. And again, that is how you celebrate. That is how you go out there. Oh, beautiful. And I have to admit, I've I've gone through something similar recently. I've I went to Bali to a business uh, retreat, and we were treated there to a Balinese fire dance. And so Ooh. I, and it was beautiful because it was a lot of contact chuckling uh, combined with martial arts, combined mm -hmm. with just dance. And I loved it because all these three things, the, the circus arts, the martial arts and dance, I had adored and done in various times in my life. So I thought, okay, I came home. <laughs> immediately on the internet okay i want um fire swords i want fire sticks and ordered them all and they arrived and my wife looked at me and said you know where we live and i said yeah rotorua and she said yeah and what do we have most of the year ah a fire ban yeah Hmm, there is a problem so there i am wanting to go back to and immediately the first obstacle and then i thought What's the next closest thing to a, um, a sword, a fire sword, a lightsaber? Oh, <laughs> they force me with you, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so this was, I didn't tell that anyone yet here. So there it is. The, the, it is on my show. So you have to find something that puts that cheeky smile on your face. And for me, it yeah. is coming back to the origins to when I was 18 and I learned how to juggle and I learned how to, to walk the tightrope and things like that, the unicycle, all that, that stuff. I loved it. And it was crazy. And then life interfered. And who says that has to remain like that? So that is where you can find out what puts a smile on your face. That is a unique question. That is your why for the future. Yeah. This is your, your way to go. Oh, beautiful. I, ha I have to tell you, over the years, I conform so much between relationships, mm. job positions, yeah. life in general, people on my gothic career and grow up. And... I totally lost myself and I don't even know when. I, I totally lost myself. 
there were a number of years that I didn't accessorize myself. I didn't wear any makeup. The same clothing that I have for work, I had it for my personal outings. I was so boring and plain that I am ashamed of myself to admit it. But I hope that somebody might be listening to it and they can pull the handbrake on themselves. And say, ooh, let me do something about it before it comes to a war situation. Because once you get the hand, then you can take my full decision about whatever situation you are enduring. <laughs> Absolutely. And so it is, that's it is my side you. of the story. Oh, you need to find out, though, how you can do that. How you can be a rebel uh, with a good cause how you can actually um, just step outside, uh, not outside, yeah, it's anyhow outside your comfort zone, yes. But what can you do that uh, not just rocks your style, but also puts a smile on other people's faces? So I've got a whole yeah. number of T-shirts with some interesting things printed upon <laughs> and written upon. And uh, typically, they they just put a smile on someone's face. And from now and then, I don't realize that I'm wearing one of them. Um, many of them are black, like you, I like my black. Uh, and some of them have got the, the printing on the back. So recently, I walked into uh, into a shopping mall and got some some groceries. And a man, not much younger than me, uh, stopped, uh, looked at me and said, man, I love your T-shirt. Thank you. That's a T-shirt I need to get. And I met this guy's day by just wearing a T-shirt. How beautiful is that? I And it, yes. it put a smile on my face, put a smile on his face. Yeah, I need to get that T-shirt. Done. And that is how we can influence our immediate environment. By being the true us, we can inspire others. Because all of them, virtually everyone that you look around, regardless where you are, they are, they're having these nagging voices, the kind of imposter syndrome. Who are you to wear something like that? Who are you to say something like that, to do something like that? Well, Nefertiti is the classic example. What happens <laughs> when you actually go out there and say, you know what? <laughs> I will do that now. I am exactly who I like. Yeah, I go on a mission. <laughs> I have to tell you that it have been just a number of events, one after the other, that it just keeps you grounding yourself even stronger than you were a few months ago. And it is a beautiful thing because you have to be in peace with yourself mm -hmm. and you have to be prepared for people you know, to flat out tell in your face how awful you are. And you have to like, well, that's your opinion. Thanks for sharing, but that's mm -hmm. irrelevant to me. Exactly. And when you get to that mastery of emotions, it's very hard to get there. And it's challenging to keep it there because the thing is mm -hmm. that you might reach it, but to maintain it, that's a different level of mastery. Mm -hmm. So when people come to you and say, oh, they don't like this, I am very quick and say, well, thanks for sharing, but that's irrelevant to me. Mm. And I keep doing what I'm doing, what makes me happy. Also, very important is to find a venue, some sort of outlet.
outlet to not only release your stress in a healthy way, but also unleash your creativity because that's going to be very helpful. You're going to find a level of inner peace that people can talk about it. You can read about it, but unless you do about it, you don't know what you're missing. Mm -hmm. And being experimental is very critical for me. It doesn't mean that I might fall in love with a particular activity. It may be like, oh, that's it. Mm. But I need to try it firsthand and then make my decision. Because you don't know what's your next newly found talent Mm. that you had no idea that you had it. And you cannot go through life wasting inner resources that you are not even aware of because you don't allow yourself to experiment and explore it yeah it's a waste of life yeah and let's let's go at it from a medical point of view after all i'm a doctor so if you actually look at at uh at alzheimer's or other forms of dementia uh, i had a guest on my show whose title was dementia is a choice and I thought, whoa. And I understand. That's something. <laughs> no, it is. It is because you choose what food you put into your body. You choose if you exercise or not. You choose if you hydrate or not. You choose if you practice that big muscle up there or not. You are doing exactly that by doing something new, by giving your body a challenge. That is what staves off the 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 problems of uh, dementia in many cases. So what's what you can't magically take someone who can barely recognize the world anymore and turn them back. No, you can't do that. But you can very much slow down the progress of someone who maybe is at risk for developing dementia. You can do a lot of things to help such a person. And more importantly, you can do a lot to prevent you becoming that person and to learn a new skill and to actually do something like that is beautiful now quick myth out there oh beautiful just buy this little uh app and that will help you to train your brain and it's fine if you're doing the same app again and again and again and again no that will not change you it needs to be a new skill it needs to be something new that you didn't do before so if you have never played an instrument learn how to play an instrument if you never learned a second language, learn a second language. Um, if you have never danced before, learn as if learn to dance as if there's no tomorrow. Okay, so these are the things that your body actually craves, your brain actually craves. And what are we doing now? We keep in that little box where society puts us, where our parents have put us, where we have put us, and. To get out of this box and come a little bit up and society trusts us and get back in. Down, down you go, down you go. And it's so easy not to come out. You are a woman who has learned to come out, and that is beautiful. So oh, and is- I am the cheerleader for everybody in my environment. You know, they come up with like the craziest idea, and I'm like, what is preventing you to do so? Exactly. Go for it. You know, go team go. I'm cheering up for yeah. those adventures. Somebody has to do it. And I'm exactly. taking it upon myself to be the cheerleader for the person in my close environment because everybody else and their mother is very quick to 
tell you, don't go that way. You are crazy. You are wasting your time. Oh, exactly. you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Well, but if happiness is not the same for everybody, yeah. why are you going to prevent me for, from my version of happiness? You know, that's a sin. That's a total crime to humanity. We yeah. need to change these frames and how we approach certain situations. So allocate some money. And I talk about it in one of my multiple books that I happened to get involved this year, that there was a point in my life that I had everybody very quick to you know, I have an opinion on how I should spend my time, my money, my resources, my schedule, some crisis, I have mm. to save the world. And it got to a point where I will clandestine way, I will say, oh, I'm working, and I will go and escape to the museum. Because I needed to find my inner peace and keep my mental sanity. So I was having a little bit of a double life at some point because I was not going to engage into a discussion or to prove myself or having to justify my choice, mm. but I needed to have that choice and that outlet. Mm. So, you know, I was taking dance classes at some point when I could squeeze one hour here and an hour there, mm. or I would take some sort of art class in the mm. middle of the day and that's part of what kept my mental sanity in the middle of so many different challenges. Mm -hmm. But you have to stop the guilt tripping and thinking, oh, should I spend this money? Yes, you should. Because if you die tomorrow, mm -hmm. all you are taking is the good memories and the things that you did for you. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, it's irrelevant doesn't mean that you're going to be nasty and you aren't going to be mindful about the well-being of others, but we get brainwashed to this level of, you know, martyr and sacrifice and, you know, the religion and you are here to suffer. Like, no, I'm done with that. I am not subscribing to it. I'm here to party. Uh, no. Uh, so, and again, again, we're using words that are emotionally laden. And maybe, maybe we should rethink that and would say, if we look after ourselves and we develop ourselves to become those people that actually have got a strong foundation and can go out there and live their life intentionally, authentically, with humility, don't you think that many young people people like like little people will actually pick up on that and that maybe your family will pick up on that that you are suddenly a far more balanced person and not the the woman who constantly flies off the handle and rips someone's head off um because you've actually found yourself you found your reset point is that not beautiful mm -hmm. so you can change the world you can change the misery around you but you have to start with yourself and in order to do so, you have to celebrate yourself. You have to challenge yourself. And I sort of loved, loved to hear what, what you were up to. Um, I have started uh, to give myself a challenge now every three months, every four months um, of doing something that I have not really done before or really immerse myself in something uh, new. 
as an example, I mean, I, I learned French at school and I, you know, I was okay-ish for maybe a few years afterwards. And then I didn't speak French now for a quarter of a century. So what have I done? Oh my. I've, yeah, well, exactly. So what have I done? I've actually organized myself access to French television. And now since for the last two weeks and for the next four months, I will watch no other television than French television. Um, doesn't matter if it's MasterChef or if it's a, a crime series, etc. So complete immersion. The same thing. I I I've got a, a, a sort of a sports watch here, so a Garmin watch, and I've actually mm -hmm. put French in there. So and I record how much French I do. I record how much stick fighting and how much uh, lightsabering I do, and how much <laughs> swimming I do. So I actually nowadays keep records of what I do and hold myself accountable. But also I celebrate with that, and that is good. I love it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> exactly. And it's just the And I have to thing. tell you, another thing since you asked, like, how did I manage to, yeah. you know, get to this point? A couple of years ago, I decided to do a list. And wow. I did a list, full inventory of my accomplishments. Ooh. And it's not for anybody else but myself. And all the titles that I have won over the years. And this is good in a number of different ways and at different levels. One, you're going to anchor even more your self-assurance and your self-esteem. Because you have to think, you know, even if you were in kindergarten and you got a little ribbon for your drawing. Well, for your age, you succeeded. That's right. So put that damn ribbon from kindergarten on your list of accomplishment because at that time if your human history yeah. you rocked it i love it so i started so i started writing all those accomplishments and the titles attached to that you know like commercial modeling uh, podcast uh, guest yeah. author so i start adding all these titles that i have won myself over the years and then I'm like, well, out of that list, what it's missing? What else can I add to make it even sexier? <laughs> so I am all the time looking to enrich that ever-growing list of accomplishments. And oh. that's how you find new talents. And that's how you find ways to unleash your creativity, nice. connect to new people find your new talent nice. so when i do something there's a reason behind it uh, more often than not mm. very various reasons it's not just one mm. so i go out and decide okay what's going to be next i never saw myself as an athlete i have done some sports here and there but nothing really of you know major remark and say, you know, I am not into running. I really don't care about it, but I'm just going to go and do a 5K. And nice. I'm going to do it with the zombies and the witches on Halloween day. So that's what I have been doing for two years. And I saw that. Excellent. Excellent. I am not a runner, but <laughs> I am in the field. I get my, you know, runner name. And I exactly. get the pictures of me on the race. And it's all, it's not about getting first or second place. It's me challenging me because I hate to run. So the fact that I'm jogging part nice. of that 5K distance 
I am challenging myself and I'm forcing my body to do something that is freaking uncomfortable. I need to celebrate that. So yes, I want myself the label of athlete for two 5K. So I keep at it. Oh, fantastic. And that's so beautiful. That's so wonderful to and actually to prove to yourself, yeah, see, I can do that. And it is, it's a beautiful feeling. I mean, you actually have achieved something like that. Oh. And I have to tell you, you are always going to find that person that is going to reign in your parade. The first year that I did that 5K, I did a solo. I didn't have anybody cheering me on on the site and there was another gentleman after the parade uh, after the event also by himself and we had like an after party and i found a table so i invited the guy to be guest in my table so he asked me what was my position and i say whatever that was at that time i don't remember the number he looks at me in total disgust and he tells me that I suck at my numbers and I had to do better next time. And I just extend the courtesy for him to have a seat on my table where there was no place where to sit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I looked at him and <laughs> excuse you. So the party's getting over anyways and I went and mind my own business. So a few weeks passes by And it comes to my attention in the very unexpected way that I was actually sick. I was having uh, non-detected internal bleeding. I had a major iron deficiency. It took me months to get it under control. And I knew that something was off. I knew that I was not at my best. However, I did the race. So if you allow somebody else to tell you what's good and what's bad in their opinion, you are doomed. So after I assessed the situation and started addressing the issue, I look back and I say, damn, girl, you are so good. You were sick. It went undetected. You did the race. You didn't came dead last. That's applause. Just Give yourself some grace. So you cannot allow the outside sources to give you the validation that you need because you are not going to get it. So even if it's not the most, you know, satisfactory outcome, you just have to take your performance, assess it, and be happy with it. Because if you're going to be beating yourself down, then you're going to be miserable. So always reframe the outcome. I showed up. A lot of people don't show up. I was sick. I did it anyway. So don't leave it to the outside person to give you their opinion. That's irrelevant to me. As far as I'm providing for myself, and I am not being a burden to society. I'm here to make myself happy. That's an obligation and a duty to myself. Mm. That happiness and inner peace is your duty and obligation to yourself. And something that I want to add to the conversation, because again, I'm bringing up the hate. <laughs> we need to stop mastering negligence to ourselves. And this is real talk. We need to stop mastering negligence to ourselves. 
Because the moment that you don't want to take uncomfortable decision because you don't want to stir up the pot, you are being negligent to your mental health. The moment that you don't allocate funds for your physical well-being and you're being cheap ass to yourself, you are mastering negligency. We need to stop this. I love it. Love it. No, it's very good. Very good. Oh, bloody hell. So, oh, I knew this would be a good interview. And I'm just, I'm just bursting off with ideas now. Oh, yes, I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And that's, that's exactly what happens if you create a tribe, a new tribe where you ditch the naysayers and where you ditch the Uncle Joe who knows everything and knows exactly why you're going to fail. Um, that <laughs> uncle, okay. Who hell cares, okay? Don't don't take any financial advice from someone who hasn't got at least 20 houses and a few million under their belt. If it is Uncle Joe who tells you what to do, tell Uncle Joe to jump. Okay. So <laughs> and that's what we need to to do. We need to surround ourselves with people who feed us, who feed the true inner us, the us that we want to nourish, the us that we want to grow. And that is a beautiful person, but it's often pushed down by so much garbage that is that we are putting in our head. So if we were actually to start cleaning up that garbage and start working with other people who are on the same wavelength as us, now that's when the magic happens. And I want to give you an example, yes. guys, because Nefertiti and I, we met probably about two years ago. Since then... We stayed in contact. We often have got very interesting messenger uh, discussions. And there's always a smile. She sends me crazy Halloween shots because we are both heavy duty into Halloween. <laughs> and it's just things like that I love. Um, so there's always that kind of smile um, where which we sort of give to each other. But more importantly, out of that arise opportunities. So, Nefertiti, you very kindly pointed out to me an exhibition in Boston where uh, I could apply to to have uh, my pictures shown um, as a photographer. And I did so. And it was beautiful to be an international artist, to actually have my pictures over there, which was a shame. Of course, I, I couldn't go there in person, but it really actually pissed me off a bit. But hey, hey, I, my picture was at least there, even if I wasn't there. Um, but it's beautiful. In turn, Nefertiti, you uh, jumped onto the chance of being a co-author in the most beautiful book, most recent book that we have done. Um, how? Tell us a bit about that experience. Oh, that was off the charts, and it was uncomfortable, of course, at the beginning. It took, but you know, you have to own your decisions and be quick and firm about it. Because when you sent me the link with the details, it took me like 27 minutes to make up my mind. I was like, eh, I'm not sure about that, but let me read a little bit more about it. And I pull it off. I'm not sure. So, you know, I was like all over the creation. And finally, <laughs> I say, yes, that has my name on it. And I'm going to go for it full blast with the force of nature. <laughs> and it was a beautiful thing because 
it made me experience something new that I had in my wish list that I didn't even <laughs> think that it would be a reality. It was just floating out there in the ether. Yeah, maybe one day in the future, you know, I, I like to entertain the idea, but nothing really happens. <laughs> and the topic, oh man, the topic, I have to bring that fun again because it was hot and uncomfortable. <laughs> like, how do you come out of the closet to the world that, yes, in fact, I was sinking into depression. And yes, I'm going to go public. And it's not like I'm going public in the neighborhood. I'm going <laughs> public international. So if we're going to do it, let's do it right. So once you put it in writing, you are out there. There's no retrieving the information. There's no changing your mind. It's not like, oops, well, uh, I was not sure what I was saying. <laughs> like you had a number of weeks to write that draft. You mm -hmm. own it. So, so, just, so that... <laughs> for those of you who have not got the, the chance to watch us on, on YouTube here. So I've just put behind us, I've put the, the book up, Depression Light to Me is the title of our book and it is a very soon uh being launched with a major major launch um so it is beautiful look out for depression light to me um and probably by the time that this interview is aired it is probably already out there and hopefully you have already got a copy of the book but it's beautiful yeah. <laughs> well and then to top it off you bring the heat once again and challenge my brain with the, well, by the way, we're going to do an audiobook. Are you going to record your own chapter? And I'm like, whoa, okay. How is that going to work out for me? But again, within a few minutes, I compose myself and I say, yes, I will do my own recording. Excellent. And, you know, that brings the challenge to a different level. And going back and forth with the, the dialogue. It's like, okay, I have an accent. And they say, well, everybody has a freaking accent. You know, you come from the north, you come from the south, from the west, every freaking body has an accent. So if you don't like my accent, well, scroll to the next chapter. You know, I'm going to record exactly. it. It's going to be my voice. And nobody's going to be more suitable to read the damn thing than myself who wrote it. So <laughs> I'm going to rock my style. Absolutely. And I think that is the important bit. It is, no, you are probably not the master narrator. And sure, if you have got someone who for 20 years has been an actor, an actress in your case, and has been out there doing voiceovers for a living, of course they are better than you. But you are you. You are authentic. Who says you can't do that? It's only the little boys in your head. That's about it. Otherwise, you can learn how to do that. You can find an environment where you can do that. And you just bloody well record. And if you don't like what has come out of your <laughs> mouth, you start again. And, you know, that's what you do. If you, it's, it's, you know, you learn a new skill. You develop yourself. And that's gorgeous. So why not? So I can't wait to have your recording and can't wait to actually bring out this beautiful audiobook. And also what I like about it is that, well, not only I am in the receiving mode and challenging myself, but it is intertwined with my craft because I teach, I'm a public figure, I do performances. 
I do improv acting depending on the project that it gets presented to me on a given moment. I have done choir singing with the Harvard Musical Department. So all those things are intertwined. You cannot detach performing from maybe narrating a book or making your own presentation out in the public. Correct. So it's all related at a different levels, you know, different capacities. Mm. And I just love the fact that you keep bringing all those opportunities and all those challenges. And again, this is like a second time that I'm like, mm, I'm not sure about that. But then very quickly, I'm like, okay, this is now part of it. You can well, exactly. do that and then some. Absolutely. So, <laughs> and that is exactly that is that is. Uh, and I, I brought that up to show how our interaction is giving us so much joy and so many challenges and so many opportunities to grow. So but had I not made that initial connection with you, had I kept quiet in my own little corner, all that would have never occurred. All that would have never happened. So therefore, I I so encourage you, the viewer and listener out there, go out there, find your tribe. Um, I had uh, one of my first few interviews was with a with a soldier who was defining himself as the man, the man, the machine on the tip of the, the spear. Beat. That's right. So he was at the tip of the spear. And guess what? As the tip of the spear, yes, he ran into a machine gun from the wrong side. And yeah, the machine gun won. So his world fell apart. And it he left, he lost himself big time thereafter. Until finally, several years later, uh, a bunch of other vets um, had uh, continued to to challenge him and say, hey, look, we're going to go tomorrow. We're going to learn how to play golf. None of us has an idea about golf. Do you want to come along? And he suddenly said, yes. And he sucked at golf. This <laughs> was crap. <laughs> had no fun out of it. And then one a few days later, weeks later, they said, hey, look, um, we learn how to do comedy, how to tell a joke. Do you want to come along? And he said, OK, yeah, why not? Guess what he is today? <laughs> He's a comedian. See, I saw exactly, that Exactly. Michael Carrasquillo. Um, so CQ. Um, so just to show you, you have no idea what is waiting out there for you unless you open your door to the universe, open the door to, if you believe in God, to God's will and let him make or let him make you your instrument to make this world a bit better. Um, but for that, you need to have the inspiration for that. You need to see the opportunity out there. You can't do that when you just hide away in your own four walls or in your own prison that you have created. Come out of that prison, open the door just a little bit. And you might be surprised what you find. So Nefertiti is the living proof. And you know, yeah. and even maybe the door is locked. Open the window. You know? <laughs> touché, touché. Sometimes, sometimes the door is not working properly. Mm. Well, go on the back door, you know, go on the side door, open the window. Because sometimes the conditions are not all that conducive. And you have to make it conducive for your own good. Correct. So I am all the time encouraging people to be creative 
to say yes to the uncomfortable actions and try it. Because unless you try it, mm. how are you so sure that it's not for you? Mm. And you might find yourself making a living out of something that you never expected. <laughs> or I am living proof of that. Touche, uh, touche. So you actually make a living out of it as a performance artist and artist in so many different different branches. Um, but even if it is not ending up with you making a living, it ends probably with a damn good story to tell. So next time your local hospice is doing a Dancing with the Stars, well, what stops you? You've got two left feet, so who cares? Who cares? Give it a shot. You don't know what happens. So I I so encourage you guys, um, follow our examples, choose something. If you have never made something, made a choice like that, make one choice and just see how that works. And, but give it a bit of time. So you don't just go once to the gym and then say, nah, that's not it. Um, or <laughs> try one <laughs> lesson in something, probably doesn't work. Um, but just give yourself something, focus on one aspect and do maybe five minutes every day, but at least five minutes. Do that. Owe it to you, uh, to yourself. Uh, and promise it to yourself and then then celebrate those five minutes that you've put every day in and this might be your garden five minute gardener or it might be in my case the stick fighting um even if i've got an absolute brutal full day i still will try to get somewhere five minutes of stick manipulation uh in there and it is it puts a smile on my face and it's a sense of achievement it's it's beautiful i love it for what it is and i might be crap at it who cares I have fun and I grow and that is so important. Okay. Yes. Uh, and you bring a smile to your own face. That's yeah. very important. At whatever capacity it makes you happy, that is the currency. Make yourself happy. It can be a hobby. It can be a sport. It can be, mm. you know, doing perhaps community work. The yeah. reward, it comes in different shapes of form. So I always encourage people to look at the possibilities and try it. Maybe you end up being part of a nonprofit organization. There are mm. so many different things that you can do with your time and your resources and the mm. world needs it. Mm. And you will find your calling. You will find, or maybe the universe finds you or God will find you or the, the spaghetti monster will find you. Someone will find you and someone <laughs> will, will guide you, okay? So whoever you believe in, um, that is, it. you will be a better person if you just give yourself the chance to do so. Nefertiti, you're an amazing woman. You're a force of nature. You are a force of positivity. I should say that. You are just wonderful. If people want to find out more about you, about what you're currently up to, etc., where can they find you? Well, so in the book, I invited people to gracefully send me a handwritten letter to my P.O. box. So that's a very dying art. How oh, cool it is to find true. a note from somebody that you never met before saying, I care about you. You inspired me in this fashion. And that is so cool. So if any of the listeners want to spark up a smile on my face and send me a handwritten <laughs> postcard from somewhere in the planet, 
I will be so thrilled to receive it. So <laughs> that can go to P.O. Box number 31, Arlington, Massachusetts, 02476, the zip code. And this is good old United States. And for the ones that they want to stick to, you know, technology and instant gratification, well, then you can send me an email. So that's my name, Nefertiti, dot San Miguel, my last name, at gmail.com. So either way, <laughs> no excuse for us not to connect. So go at it. Beautiful, beautiful. But <laughs> you know that I'm a doctor. You know, we've got special classes to make our writing completely illegible. Um, so I can write you something, but I'm not sure that you will be able to read anything. <laughs> so that's, but that, that's again, that's an excuse, isn't it? Hell, so yes, let's go out there and let's <laughs> resuscitate the dying postal service. <laughs> but no, 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 let's go out there and connect because the opposite to, to, uh, to depression is connection. The opposite to addiction is connection so the more we can connect yeah. the more we can infuse ourselves the more we can grow and that is the most beautiful thing and and i consider it as a duty for myself nowadays to continue growing yeah. and therefore influence others nefertiti you're gorgeous can't wait for another year you need to have you back and then who see who you have become when you finally grow up um <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, That's right. Between I'm, you and I, I don't want to grow up. You know, I'm, I'm behaving like a toddler. I like my cotton candy. I like no. to play. No, I don't want to grow up. I don't. That's right. That's yes, a quite right actually there. <laughs> and let's 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 play. And I think that's the important bit. Never did yes. big hugs. And you guys out there, look <laughs> after yourself and live with passion. Bye. Much love. Bye bye. Keep rocking your style, whatever that looks like. I never give up, I never give up, I never give up, turn around.